0: So this sicha, very powerful sicha, but very in depth. Um, I've seen a shear on the sicha that goes as long as three and a half hours. So um, we're going to try to squeeze it in. Ultimately, it is a sicha on Parshas Beshalach. It's also a sium on Maseches edovin and the sium goes on. To as follows. It really sits on the last shtikl of Edovin, which is a very complicated mazefer, abstract, but it really goes to the heart of what an Edov is all about, what Shabbos is all about, what the machleikes, or rather the opinion of Rabbi Shimon versus other Tanoim is, the whole question of kamos and echos, which is something that's been explored in other sikhists it really goes to the heart, and we're gonna to try to keep it relatively short, so that means we're not gonna be able to go into every single detail. So, how does it connect to Parshas Mashallah? Al The Pasek says a person should not leave their place on the seventh day, Chazal this, and they learn from here in Mesutas Edoven that this is Al-Payim Amma, this is 2,000 Amas at Chum that a person's not allowed to walk out of 2,000 Amas beyond the, the city on Shabbos, you have all the way to the outskirts of the city and then an extra 2,000 Amis, or if you're living alone in a house in the middle of nowhere, you only have 2,000 Amis outside your house. Now, at the end of Pedic Dal of the Masach which is Daf Nun in, in the Masachta, there's a machloikus like this. It's the end of a Pedic. Misha It got dark and he was outside of the Tchum Shabbos. Was heading out on a journey, and he got stuck outside of Tchum But now he wants to go back to the city. Even if he's one ama outside the Tchum, the 2,000 amas, he's stuck, he shouldn't come back. He should not go in. Rabbi Shimon says, even if you're 15 amas beyond the boundary, not only may you come in, the Rebbe says, you see, that he must go in. Because the people who make the measurements and make the, the boundaries are not exact about it because there's people that are going to make mistakes and therefore um, They always shorten it up to 15 Amis plus minus because people will make a mistake. So therefore you could go up to 15, if you're 15 Amis beyond, you could go still back in because technically you're still in the A. Now the Rab Shimon leaves it there. It's a very small of gemara on the Mishnayis over there. And only 50 blot later, at the end of the Masechet eight them, does it say the following? The Pshimon, the Pshimon, says, Whenever Chachamim gave you permission to do something, they gave you a heter. It's not that they removed a prohibition and gave you a heter, but rather they gave you something that was already yours, as in the 15 Amas were yours anyway. And when they permitted you, they only permitted you by shavos, which seems to be, what does that even mean? We'll explain. The Gemara explains that over here he's saying two different points. Point number one, that whenever they gave you a permission, it was something that was already yours, refers to the mishnah we spoke about earlier, that the 15 amas years yours anyway. But well, when it says they only permitted you shavus and nothing else, that refers to a Mishnah that's much later in the Masekta, just two, three blocks before the end, kufbez, which over there says regarding if a harp in the basem English, which was played even on shavus the harp of a lady was ripped, a cord, then you can tie the cord in the basem English, but not outside the basem English. You could do it if it happened. In other words, you can go do it. If something was ripped, then you could go fix it. But Shimon over there comes and says, in the Bdaisa, he says, you cannot tie it, you could just make a bow. And over there he explains, in other words, in our final mission of the Masekta and Kufhev, he explains, the only, the reason you're allowed to only make a bow is because they only allow you to do something which is a shlus, which is a low category of prohibition, but something that so you're not allowed to do, and tying would be problematic. So therefore, tying which could lead to chiyav or Rabbanan did not allow, aniva, which bow, which wouldn't lead to chiyav Khatas, they did allow. Now, the Rebbe is coming and trying to understand Fundamentally, it's a question that Rashi grapples with Jesus many other mutfarshim. Why at the end of the Masechta, in a Mishnah that technically talks about something else entirely, it talks about the law of sherets, if you find a, uh, a dead sherets, a sherets in the base I'm English, how do you take it out, whether Shabbos or during the weekday? So the Mishnah talks about the option of either taking it out with sticks or taking it out with the Aniva, with the belt of the Kayin. And somehow then Rab Shimon decides to bring two reasons for halakhas that he said, one in Daf Beis and one in Daf Kuf bes. why? What's he trying to say? H- how does it enter the sugya? What's the connection? Now, Taisvis comes and tells us that he's coming to explain that he has to say, listen, in one place he is lenient, in one place he is not lenient, he's strict. So to give you an explanation why, in the case of the Arab, he's lenient, and the case of the bow, he's strict, therefore he has to give the reasons. But the question is, so why does it have to be put here? You should put it back or at least but what does that have to do with the Mishnah of Shanimsa Shanimsa Bamikdash, which has nothing to do with the concept? Now Rashi, he, he offered and said that, that what Rabb was coming and saying is, even though I am lenient in Machshir, I am serious by Kinger because over there it was Mishalcha and over here Mishim Shus. Now, according to Rashi, what's the connection between the two? In other words, why would I think because I was made by Echshik Chutz L'Trum the Shabbos I should be I should be makel by sure. What's the connection? Just because I'm making one place, I have to be making the rest of Shabbos? What's the connection between these two subjects? So that becomes and explains the whole concept of what Edof Chazeres is all about. Shulchan Aruch tells us in, Shem, in Simen, Shif, Shin Shinsadikhei. That's the whole concept of Chatseris and why you should you should make sure that there's an Eid of or a, shitum, a mevois, which is a different kind of shituf, a different kind of Eid of that's made, not between Chatseris, between Mavri, which is a whole, pretty much the majority of of him That is because it's there for your pleasure, Kedele so Tile, you should be able to walk around or bring your food from place to place, and that is part of einik Shabbas. That's what the Prisha explains. Now, if the whole concept of Tchum and Tchumin is a and Shabbos, so therefore the, the being within 2,000 Amis is a pleasure because then you could actually live. If you're locked out of tum Shabbos out of the 2,000 Namas, then you're actually not having pleasure, which is the opposite of pleasure. So, according to the Shimon, he would say you have to come back into the 2000 Amis, you have to come back into your Tchum Shabbos, even though you're at tech, you might be outside of it, because every minute they're outside, you're going to lose Amish Shabbos. Now, you might even though Rabshem says it might be the 15 Amis are yours anyway, there's no question that you shouldn't go do it. It's 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 a problem the fact that you're coming back because, first of all, we're not exact that every time they give 15 amos, maybe they give 10 amos, and the point is the person caused a problem. He did something wrong. It's an isser. The rabbi talks about Nora 18. But nevertheless, because the amount of time you'll be spending outside the rest of the 24 hours of Shabbos is a tremendous amount of quantity, where you're going to lose out on the pleasure of Shabbos, that overrides the echos, the quality, the one prohibition that you're going to do, which is coming back into the Trum Shabbos. In other words, as we said, Rab Shimon says, you have to come back. You, you have to, you come, you have to walk in because every moment that you're out, you're still in prohibition. Even though you might be over an isser of Chum Shabbos by coming in, we're not sure that you might be. Nevertheless, rather do one than the other because one is a once off and Rav Shimon says, the other one is constant. So Kamus overrides echos. Now, if we say that Kamas overrides Echos, we can now understand the principle that Rab why he has to bring first Makim Shem l'cha Mishal Masnucha and then the Klaal Shlei Tirilicha Mishmishwas. Why? Because when it comes to fixing the cord on the Kinar, each one has a Chumrah that the other one doesn't have. Why? Because if I tie the, the chord, even though it might lead to an incredible Isser because the, the, I might make a, a tie that's going to be permanent and that's a Iur. nevertheless, it's once off. However, if I make a bow, it's weak. So each time I'm playing with the, I'm playing with the instrument, I might rip and I might be having to make the bow multiple times. So you might have thought that in the case of the bow, Again, Kamas should override echos, and therefore the many prohibitions. The many times you're going to have to make the bow should be more serious than one time making a Tainat. So why does Rabbi Shimon say, do both? Lechura, based on the logic of Rabbi Shimon overrides commas over echos, Kamas should win. So he has to come and tell you, no. Why? Because shleitir the only time I permitted and I said that kamus overrides eichos is when they're both at the same level of prohibition, when they're both ashros, when they're both at the same category. However, when it comes to fixing the kinor, it's one is a, that could lead to a derisa, and one is a kamus to gabonim. If I make a permanent knot, it might lead to derisa. If I forget to untie it after Shabbos, or if I lose my intention, it can lead to derisa. The Isa Echus is more powerful the, than the Derabonan Kamas. And what's the Rayev? From the fact that Al says in Shochananach, if there was a sick person who had a Sakon, then if he needs meat to eat, they shecht it for him. You don't say, let's go give him a Nevela. In other words, a dead animal that's anyways dead that we don't have to shecht Why? Because by a nevela, each kazais that you eat is an iser. By shchit, a once, you should say based on the fact that kamus overrides that that over here kamus should uh, win, and you should eat a lot of nevelos. But over the, but what's the answer? It's clear because only when both are dice does one override. But the nevela is a dice and the the Shechita, the Shabbos, sorry, the, 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 the Allah over there says, if the Hegel was a Sakana, and he needs meat, you Shecht, and you don't say, let's give him nevela, Because nevela is an Isur, um, at which nevela is an Isur Lav, and Shechita would be an Isur Skila. The answer is, why? Because nevela you're over on Evi Kazayis. Shechita is a once off, even though it's more serious. So the, over here it says, Echos will overwrite Kamas, but over there in the same Aloch it says, if you have to cook up wine, the Yid should fill up the wine, but the, the Kuti, the non Jew, should warm it, even though it will be an Isur Medivde Seifen. Why should the Kuti do it? Over there we explain because when it is the exact same thing. In other words, when the Navela is a and the shitas of doy the is are once off, so therefore the shrith wins because Kamus overrides Echos. However, when it comes to stamy, the Kshash, which is a dila so therefore the Echus of Dairaisa, which is me turning on the fire and cooking the wine, is a bigger prohibition than the goy making the wine and me tasting the goes wine, even though it's a constant, every taste of wine I'm having is stamyangum, because it's a day over a diamondam. In other words, what is his proof is from the is that the only time that the argument of Echus and Kamos actually comes into play, and you could say that kamus overrides Echus, is when they're the same category. But if it's a totally different quality of Echus, in other words it's a totally different Israel one is a daidaisa, one is a dairabanan, it doesn't override. So when does the Pshimen say that Kamos Echos Kamos overrides, when they're both within the same category? But when they're not the same category, he doesn't hold this. And that's why we can understand why this all comes into the Mishnah of the Shabbos. Why the Pshimen had to bring it up. Why? Because the, the, the Sharetz also talks about that same thing. What's the case of the Sharetz? You have a Sharetz in a base Hamikdash, and the kohen either takes it out with his... Um, uh, belt, because so, to just do it as quickly as possible, that the tumma should not be. That's Rabbi break up. But Yehuda says, no. You take uh, two wooden sticks and you bring it out, which might take a little bit of time. Why? The explanation is, one person holds that shihui Tumma is the the the, tuma, the longer the Tuma is there, the worse it is. And one person says that. Even though the Tuma might be longer there, if you take it out with your clothing, you're creating more Tuma. It's, it's ca- causing more of a problem. So therefore, rather do what sticks. In other words, what overrides what? Kamas or echos? If the kamus is um, more important, in other words, I don't want the Tuma there for another second, so then take your belt, even though your belt will be couple Tuma from it. And you're just adding more Tuma into the world. So there's more echos of Tuma in the world. The other person says, no, take it out with sticks which are not macabre Tumah, even though the Tumah is going to stay later, longer in the base of Midrash, because we don't want to make another Tumah, we don't want more echos of Tumah, so therefore we prefer more Kamos than Eichs. And that is part one of the Favrengen, this is a, a Favrengen that Rebbe said, uh, Hadrim that Rebbe said on the, his father's yard site, the 18th yard site, and now that ever goes and explains it, Al-Pi-Pni-Meh says Deva like this. And this is just mind blowing concept, the whole idea of what, what Meleches what erevin is all about. In the Mare Shabbos, the Gemara starts, the Masechta with the laws of Hitzah, taking out from Mershus And the famous question, even, it's brought on the first page, Teisbos brings it, why in the world are we bringing at the beginning, it's the last of the 39 malachas. The whole Masechus Eidevin fundamentally is all about Hetzal. Hetzal is a massive part of Shabbos. Literally, you open up Masechus Shabbos, it's at least a third or a half of Masechus Shabbos is talking about various elements of Hetzal, if not more. Eidevin, the whole Masechus is talking about it. And everything else about Shabbos, Bishul, and all the other elements of Shabbos will take a much smaller space of Hetzal. Why? Because Siddhas explains, in quotes from Torah earlier, the Malach of Hitzor, is the iker of the whole Lamates Malachas. And he brings a proof from Nikla There's a famous Shaila in the Medrash that says the following, that a certain Abikurus asked Abakiva, if you're, he said like this, if you say that Hashem respects Shabbos, then Hashem should not bring winds, Hashem should not bring rain, He should not cause things to grow, that grass to grow. Now, the rain argument, you might say, is because it's coming from heaven down to earth. But the other ones don't have to do it. What does Abba Kiva answer? He brings a mussel from an adiv. And he says that in one in my house, there's no error because it's all my house. So to the whole world is Hashem's. But the, says Rabbi, the, the question that asks, Rabbi Kiva is only answering the question of Hitzah. He's not answering the other Malachis about Causing grass to grow, which is not a malacha of Haitsa, it's a whole, the whole of Zriyah, which has nothing to do with Haitsa. So, therefore, you must say that the malacha of Haitsa is the fundamental nikuda in all the malachas of Shabbos. And it's this yisoid and the sherish of everything that comes out of Shabbos, all the other malachas, their us and their shvosim, everything comes from there. And therefore, because for Hashem there's now of because it's all of So therefore, the whole foundation of the question is everything else about Shabbos falls away. And that's why we can explain why Maseches Shabbos starts with the melachas and why it's such a fundamental thing because this is the fundamental the of all the Lama Tes melachas. Why? Let's explain this according to What is Shabbos? Shabbos la'vayim. It's all for Hashem. Versus Yom Div, Chetzir Hashem, half to Hashem, and half to us. Each one of us, we split it even. More. Shabbos is Kule lavai. In other words, what is the, the fundamental idea of resting on Shabbos? Is as it says in the Chinuch, ben used To establish in our nefesh, The emunah that the world is created Constantly, that the Abish created the world in seven six days and rested on the seventh, and therefore not only did he create them, but every single moment Hashem is creating it from nothing to something ex nihilo, me'ayin li'esh. And on Shabbos, Hashem takes a rest from Asarim, from, mamores, from creating the world, and rather, according to uh, Chsidis, how does the world sustain itself on Shabbos? Not from the deeper of Hashem, but rather from the mahshava of Hashem. That's what Shara explains. So the Abish is the only thing that exists. In other words, even though the world, Oilam, the world, helam, which means cover up the world, can cover up this whole idea and make us convinced that there is no single ruler of this world. There's many Rashidists, well, there's two Rashidists, there's not only the Hashem, there's something else, and maybe there's no at all. There's, there's good, there's bad, etc. What's the concept of Shabbos? To remember that the whole world is one Rishus, Rishus Shul HaKadosh of the Yechidei shalom of Melach of the single king. In other words, when we do on Shabbos, what are we hurting? What we're doing is we're weakening that amuna, And we're, we're strengthening the, the hell of the cover-up. We're strengthening the darkness of the fact that there's two Deshayists. We're saying that there is not only the Shus HaYochid, there's a Shus I have my, my life. I'm not giving Shabbos lavaya. There's a, my life as well. So what's the foundational concept of the whole resting of Shabbos and all the Lama Teskulachis, taking out of Hashem's the Shus HaYochid, HaYitzor, that's <laughs> got HaYitzor, not Because you're taking out of Hashem's Shus HaYochid, in theory, and you're saying that this world is not Hashem's Shus HaYochid. So that's what the says, the whole world is the Hei He's saying like this, because it's not Shaykh any helem behester On the truth but, but By Hashem I'm not, By us we can But because by Hashem it's not Shaykh to say That anything is outside of him Because everything is truly is And mir Mashiach comes It's going to be revealed even in this world As it says in the Medrash That when a person is going to try to take a fig on the Shabbos The fig is going to scream and say it's Shabbos In other words the world itself is going to scream That this is the shush of the Elisha. So therefore, there's no sheiches, there's no ability by Hashem to say haitzah. There's no such a thing as haitzah by Hashem, because the world is His. So that's what Rabbi Kim is saying. One day, we're going to acknowledge it as well. But mitzvah Hashem, from Hashem's perspective, it's always the shoseiach. It's only in our helm, in our confusion, in the bluff that the world calls, that s- says to us that we convince ourselves that there is a the shoseiach. Says the Rebbe like this. Now, all the things of this world are split into three general sugi, which talk about the three of the shulias of Shabbos. One kind of sug, well, three types. One is, and this connects interesting to the that is also we learned in Chalik Yud of um, Parshish Vah Yetze, of Choda Yishlach, how to live with this world. So one type is that the world is You live in a reality That everything's Kedusha And you do Ba'aseh Tov So you're doing positive the Then there's things in this world Which are negative, bad And how do you deal with them In other words Over here you're dealing with things Which are not the Shosayaf Even though they are the Hashems But in this world They seem to be in the and They seem to be a world of division A world of that so that's the second category of how you, you know, deal with this world. You deal with the world, there's parts of this world, mitzvah saseh, which is shusayach. There's mitzvah in which you're negating the fact that there might be the shusayach. And then there's suksh yani, the shus, there's things where the shus, which is a medium, it's an intermediary between mitzvah and isr. Things that you're allowed to, but you don't have to. Mutter, but not chayev. How do you deal with them? Either Kaddish Atzmechor of Make yourself holy and in other words hold yourself back from doing it Kedoshim Or Elevate them to Kedushah Through Kol Masech L'Shem shamayim, Mechol Etc. So too says that the, the, the same thing is found in the Shuyas of Shabbos Similar to this idea of the Shus. There's for example a Chatzar that has a few people living in the Chatzar or a Mabri or Kamalis, which these are all intermediaries between a and a And what do you do? A coin You make an Edav Chatzelis or a Shitufei You combine. And now you elevate it to the Shusayachi. In other words, what is the concept of Edav tchumin, of Chatzelis? of tchumin, which is how far you can walk. and of Chatzelis is combining all various um, houses in the port. They're the, 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 the same concept. Even though they seem to be two, they're both called error, but they're two independent things. One is about how far you can walk, and one is about creating a combined home. But both of them are declaring the Shush You're coming and expanding the place of Kedusha. You're coming and saying I'm expanding the place that I can walk, the Shush 2,000 amas. I'm expanding the, 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 that my house is not only my house, but the whole courtyard. I'm expanding the place of the Shush And according to this, you could explain says that, Abed connect the two klalim of the Abshinim. One klal he says mm-hmm. That was a concept he said regarding Chum Shabbos that the fifty-nine years anyway. And then he said that they only allowed you Mishim What was he? In other words, that the only time I say that Kamis overrides Echos is when they're in the same category. What was he coming to say? That the foundation. The whole point is, the Hector, the whole concept is to bring the Shavos, to bring the Eveshter, the shavas, the idea, the concept that Hashem rules over this world. So, and that it's all one concept. Both The only reason we allow you to make A erev tchumen or an erev Shabbos or erev Chaturis they are all for the same thing. Because it's the union of expanding the shavus of Shabbos. Now, says the However, the truth is that there is a big difference between isr tchumen and isr malecha Shabbos. And so much so that they're opposite. What, is, what, what do I mean? General, when I, the prohibition of working on Shabbos, what does that mean? If I do malacha, mechalal the Shabbos. What's mechalal or piksidis? I'm making hollow. I'm making an empty space. I'm taking out of the ketush of Shabbos, I'm creating a void space. Chol. In other words, I'm taking out the ketush of it and I'm bringing negativity, I'm bringing clip in. However, when I go outside the Tchum, it's not that I'm bringing chol into Shabbos, but rather I'm taking out Shabbos. I'm pushing Shabbos beyond its boundaries into a place of Klippus. Not that I'm bringing Klippus into Kedusha, I'm bringing Kedusha into Klippus. Why? Because every year, even oh, though sh- the light of Shabbos shines, as we know, Amar Ertz in the Meshach of Shabbos, Amar does not lie on Shabbos. So when a person goes outside the Tchum of Kedusha, they're bringing out the Kedusha to the place of Klippus. Therefore, when I go outside the Tchum, I'm bringing, every moment I'm there, I'm bringing Kedusha into the place of clippers, And therefore, according to the go back because every moment you're there, you're, you're, you're allowing the clippers to stay. So in that element, Tchum Shabbos is different. In other words, there, Rabbi Shimon will come and say, "Kama overrides Echus, get back, because every moment that you do, you're bringing Dusha into Machim Eklipus into a place that doesn't belong. Interesting, that it says, what's the difference between Tchum Shabbos and toast the Shabbos? Why am I allowed to add time on Shabbos before and after, but I'm not allowed to add Tchum Shabbos? Because he says, obviously, Torah allows you to do Torah, uh, Tchum Shabbos. They gave you the Koyev to do it. But Chum, Chum Shabbos never allowed you to do. So in Zman, you're allowed to extend Shabbos, but in Makim, you're not allowed to extend Shabbos. What's the lesson to each and every one of us? A Yid, the Iker, Metzius of a Yid. What is a Yid? Nefeshalikis. Chela And therefore, just like Hashem is higher from the source of creating the world, so much so that the Asadah ma'marusha b'hem nivra'elam. Compared to Hashem, is, is it's nothing. It's my Mars It's just statement. So to a yid, we're higher than the world. Ela, the Torah says, "You have to work six days." But even in the six days, I'm above it, just like Hashem has to be mitzamsem himself, almost lower himself to create the world. So to a yid, Adam, 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 similar to Hashem. I, for me, going to work is a tzimtzum. It's not where I want to be. I want to be in the in kedusha. In other words, when I deal with khil, when I deal with the world, it's a tzimtzum, it's a lowness. But what's my mahus? I'm Shabbos. Away. I'm away from the And therefore, these two lessons, the prohibition of doing malach and the prohibition of going to tchum, have a each and every one of us in our life, because each and every one of us is a, is a Shabbos here. We're a Shabbos, even during the week, we're Shabbos. What's the, le- the lesson? The prohibition, the Isra of doing Melacha at Shabbos tells us. Bringing physical things into, into your headspace, even though you have to do work. But do it. Do in your hand. Don't allow it to take over your mind. Only is is making effort. But the head isn't Don't allow. Just like isham What did we explain? Don't make a mukem hollow and allow the the clip the to come into dusha. Don't allow your head to get full of this garbage. And when a person brings khail into their mind, they're creating a khalal um, a, a place within themselves that's void of her key. Because if we knew and we felt that Pirchas only, the wealth of Hashem is what makes us, the blessing of Hashem makes us well. And the only reason I do work is for a Kaili. I would never have brought my head into this business. Why? Because my head's not there. It's whole my head wants to be in Taylor. Says the Rebbe, But then this is part two, even someone who does not bring the asik into their Shabbos, into their head, they have to know there's another prohibition. Don't go out of the tchum. What does that mean? Then the time of Torah Mitzvahs. Do not go beyond the boundary of Torah Mitzvahs. Torah Mitzvahs has to permeate you entirely. In other words, don't, don't use your, any of your kaifas. Outside of tournaments. Engulf yourself fully in tournaments. Don't cross boundaries. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to maybe understand What he's saying is also don't push the boundaries, don't weaken the boundaries. Don't take tournaments beyond it. you might even do, you know, tshlichus. Don't reach beyond it. And this lesson, this powerful lesson is here for each and every one of us in the role of Shabbos.